Section twenty two of the Brothers Karamazov by Fyodor Dostoevsky. Translated by Constance Garnett. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Bruce Peary. Book three, chapter nine. The Sensualists. Grigory and Smerdyakov ran into the room after Dmitri. They had been struggling with him in the passage, refusing to admit him, acting on instructions given them by Fyodor Pavlovitch some days before. Taking advantage of the fact that Dmitri stopped a moment on entering the room to look about him, Grigory ran round the table, closed the double doors on the opposite side of the room leading to the inner apartments, and stood before the closed doors, stretching wide his arms, prepared to defend the entrance, so to speak, with the last drop of his blood. Seeing this, Dmitri uttered a scream rather than a shout, and rushed at Grigory. "'Then she's there! She's hidden there! Out of the way, scoundrel!' he tried to pull grigory away but the old servant pushed him back beside himself with fury dmitri struck out and hit grigory with all his might the old man fell like a log and dmitri leaping over him broke in the door smerdyakov remained pale and trembling at the other end of the room huddling close to fyodor pavlovitch she's here shouted dmitri i saw her turn towards the house just now but i couldn't catch her where is she where is she that shout she's here produced an indescribable effect on fyodor pavlovitch all his terror left him hold him hold him he cried and dashed after dmitri meanwhile grigory had got up from the floor but still seemed stunned ivan and alyosha ran after their father in the third room something was heard to fall on the floor with a ringing crash it was a large glass vase not an expensive one on a marble pedestal which dmitri had upset as he ran past it at him shouted the old man help ivan and alyosha caught the old man and were forcibly bringing him back why do you run after him he'll murder you outright ivan cried wrathfully at his father ivan alyosha she must be here grushenka's here he said he saw her himself running he was choking he was not expecting grushenka at the time and the sudden news that she was here made him beside himself he was trembling all over he seemed frantic but you've seen for yourself that she hasn't come cried ivan but she may have come by that other entrance you know that entrance is locked and you have the key dmitri suddenly reappeared in the drawing-room he had of course found the other entrance locked and the key actually was in fyodor pavlovitch's pocket the windows of all the rooms were also closed so grushenka could not have come in anywhere nor have run out anywhere hold him shrieked fyodor pavlovitch as soon as he saw him again he's been stealing money in my bedroom and tearing himself from ivan he rushed again at dmitri but dmitri threw up both hands and suddenly clutched the old man by the two tufts of hair that remained on his temples tugged at them and flung him with a crash on the floor he kicked him two or three times with his heel in the face the old man moaned shrilly ivan though not so strong as dmitri threw his arms round him and with all his might pulled him away 
alyosha helped him with his slender strength holding dmitri in front madman you've killed him cried ivan serve him right shouted dmitri breathlessly if i haven't killed him i'll come again and kill him you can't protect him dmitri go away at once cried alyosha commandingly alexey you tell me it's only you i can believe was she here just now or not i saw her myself creeping this way by the fence from the lane i shouted she ran away i swear she's not been here and no one expected her but i saw her so she must i'll find out at once where she is good-bye alexey not a word to aesop about the money now but go to katerina ivanovna at once and be sure to say he sends his compliments to you compliments his compliments just compliments and farewell describe the scene to her meanwhile ivan and grigory had raised the old man and seated him in an armchair his face was covered with blood but he was conscious and listened greedily to dmitri's cries he was still fancying that grushenka really was somewhere in the house dmitri looked at him with hatred as he went out i don't repent shedding your blood he cried beware old man beware of your dream for i have my dream too i curse you and disown you altogether he ran out of the room she's here she must be here smerdyakov smerdyakov the old man wheezed scarcely audibly beckoning to him with his finger no she's not here you old lunatic ivan shouted at him angrily here he's fainting water a towel make haste smerdyakov smerdyakov ran for water at last they got the old man undressed and put him to bed they wrapped a wet towel round his head exhausted by the brandy by his violent emotion and the blows he had received he shut his eyes and fell asleep as soon as his head touched the pillow ivan and alyosha went back to the drawing-room smerdyakov removed the fragments of the broken vase while grigory stood by the table looking gloomily at the floor shouldn't you put a wet bandage on your head and go to bed too alyosha said to him we'll look after him my brother gave you a terrible blow on the head he's insulted me grigory articulated gloomily and distinctly he's insulted his father not only you observed ivan with a forced smile i used to wash him in his tub he's insulted me repeated grigory damn it all if i hadn't pulled him away perhaps he'd have murdered him it wouldn't take much to do for aesop would it whispered ivan to alyosha god forbid cried alyosha why should he forbid ivan went on in the same whisper with a malignant grimace one reptile will devour the other and serve them both right too alyosha shuddered of course i won't let him be murdered as i didn't just now stay here alyosha i'll go for a turn in the yard my head's begun to ache alyosha went to his father's bedroom and sat by his bedside behind the screen for about an hour the old man suddenly opened his eyes and gazed for a long while at alyosha evidently remembering and meditating 
all at once his face betrayed extraordinary excitement alyosha he whispered apprehensively where's ivan in the yard he's got a headache he's on the watch give me that looking-glass it stands over there give it me alyosha gave him a little round folding looking-glass which stood on the chest of drawers the old man looked at himself in it his nose was considerably swollen and on the left side of his forehead there was a rather large crimson bruise what does ivan say alyosha my dear my only son i'm afraid of ivan i'm more afraid of ivan than the other you're the only one i'm not afraid of don't be afraid of ivan either he is angry but he'll defend you alyosha and what of the other he's run to grushenka my angel tell me the truth was she here just now or not no one has seen her it was a mistake she has not been here you know mitchell wants to marry her to marry her she won't marry him she won't she won't she won't she won't on any account the old man fairly fluttered with joy as though nothing more comforting could have been said to him in his delight he seized alyosha's hand and pressed it warmly to his heart tears positively glittered in his eyes that image of the mother of god of which i was telling you just now he said take it home and keep it for yourself and i'll let you go back to the monastery i was joking this morning don't be angry with me my head aches alyosha alyosha comfort my heart be an angel and tell me the truth you're still asking whether she has been here or not alyosha said sorrowfully no 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 i believe you i'll tell you what it is you go to grushenka yourself or see her somehow make haste and ask her see for yourself which she means to choose him or me eh what can you if i see her i'll ask her alyosha muttered embarrassed no she won't tell you the old man interrupted she's a rogue she'll begin kissing you and say that it's you she wants she's a deceitful shameless hussy you mustn't go to her you mustn't no father and it wouldn't be suitable it wouldn't be right at all where was he sending you just now he shouted go as he ran away to katerina ivanovna for money to ask her for money no not for money he's no money not a farthing i'll settle down for the night and think things over and you can go perhaps you'll meet her only be sure to come to me to-morrow in the morning be sure to i have a word to say to you to-morrow will you come yes when you come pretend you've come of your own accord to ask after me don't tell anyone i told you to don't say a word to ivan very well good-bye my angel you stood up for me just now i shall never forget it i've a word to say to you to-morrow but i must think about it and how do you feel now i shall get up to-morrow and go out perfectly well perfectly well crossing the yard alyosha found ivan sitting on the bench at the gateway he was sitting writing something in pencil in his notebook alyosha told ivan that their father had waked up 
was conscious and had let him go back to sleep at the monastery alyosha i should be very glad to meet you to-morrow morning said ivan cordially standing up his cordiality was a complete surprise to alyosha i shall be at the holokoffs to-morrow answered alyosha i may be at katerina ivanovna's too if i don't find her now but you're going to her now anyway for that compliments and farewell said ivan smiling alyosha was disconcerted i think i quite understand his exclamations just now and part of what went before dmitri has asked you to go to her and say that he well in fact takes his leave of her brother how will all this horror end between father and dmitri exclaimed alyosha one can't tell for certain perhaps in nothing it may all fizzle out that woman is a beast in any case we must keep the old man indoors and not let dmitri in the house brother let me ask one thing more has any man a right to look at other men and decide which is worthy to live why bring in the question of worth the matter is most often decided in men's hearts on other grounds much more natural and as for rights who has not the right to wish not for another man's death what even if for another man's death why lie to oneself since all men live so and perhaps cannot help living so are you referring to what i said just now that one reptile will devour the other in that case let me ask you do you think me like dmitri capable of shedding aesop's blood murdering him eh what are you saying ivan such an idea never crossed my mind i don't think dmitri is capable of it either thanks if only for that smiled ivan be sure i should always defend him but in my wishes i reserve myself full latitude in this case good-bye till to-morrow don't condemn me and don't look on me as a villain he added with a smile they shook hands warmly as they had never done before alyosha felt that his brother had taken the first step towards him and that he had certainly done this with some definite motive End of section 22